Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. So, yesterday, Jeremy Fowler and John Kime had a story on ESPN.com, and we sort of got it during the show, and we, we, we talked a little bit about it at the very end of the show, very little about it. But for those that didn't, you know, invest the time to read it, I'm going to give you some of the highlights of it. Um, and I think actually the highlight of it is all of the stuff on Eric Bieniemy, which I will get to in a moment, because the story actually starts with sort of a description in, in a section of the story about the draft deadline and how that all came about and Josh Harris's role in that particular um, decision to end up trading Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Now, I think a lot of us knew going into it that, Chase Young was a really good possibility to be dealt. Um, this was something ultimately that they've wanted to do for a while. They probably would have done it before the draft last April had they gotten a decent offer, uh, but they didn't. And they hoped that he could play well enough that they could get a fairly hefty price at the trade deadline. And, you know, I think they were hopeful they could get a second round pick, maybe even a package of a second and fourth. I think we talked about this that. We had information that, you know, Chicago was interested at first uh, in Chase Young um, for something resembling the Montez Sweat package. But the medical scared some teams off, including San Francisco, from offering more than what they ultimately offered. Uh, But uh, the part of the story that I wanted to read to you is that this was not a pleasant day for the coaching staff. as it related to sweat specifically, but with respect to Harris, um, they wrote that, you know, Ron Rivera would have final say on personnel, but the boss as in Josh Harris would have to weigh in before any moves occurred. And no one at the park knew exactly what that boss a little more than three months into his tenure was thinking new owner, Josh Harris meeting remotely with his football brain trust, faced his first big football decision since he'd been approved as owner on July 20th. Harris emphasized he was open to acquiring future draft capital on the trade market, particularly with Sweat and Young, according to front office and team sources. And then there is a quote in here um, from a front office slash team source. Harris didn't, quote, roll in as a sheriff, closed quote, as the source put it, in line with the owner's philosophy of leaning on staff to make recommendations before major decisions are made. Quote, he gave his opinion, everyone was heard, and we landed in a fair spot, closed quote. 
then Kime and Fowler write. But when you're calling the shots, a suggestion can often be taken as an edict. Sweat and Young were gone within hours of the meeting dealt to Chicago and San Francisco for second and third round picks respectively. Within league circles, the terms of the trades were viewed as favorable to the commanders. But that didn't mean it felt like a win for Mayhew, Herney, or Rivera. Here's a quote from somebody in personnel with the organization in a text to ESPN on the evening of October 30th. Quote, today has not been a good day, closed quote. So why wasn't it a good day? Well, it's simple. They didn't want to trade sweat. And they didn't want to trade sweat because they still had aspirations, some would say delusions, of competing for the postseason after that loss to Philadelphia and falling to three and five at the time. Uh, And here's uh, a line from Keim and Fowler's story. Coaches, including including Rivera and since-fired defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio especially, wanted to keep sweat. And basically, they knew that they had to have enough pieces to salvage the season, and they were ridding themselves of a very important piece in Montez Sweat. That's not, you know, a big reveal for all of us because we've known that, you know, Ron essentially said it, you know, after they the trade in, in the first comments that Sweat wasn't necessarily someone that they wanted to part with, but they got too good of an offer, a second round pick from a team that will finish more likely than not very high up in the draft. So that second round pick is going to be an early second round pick, which will now be coupled with their own very early second round pick, uh, which will be nice. Um, So that was kind of the thing on trade deadline day, which the, you know, what we learned was is that the owner was involved and the owner made a suggestion and they reacted to that suggestion, which is essentially the implication in the story. That, you know, he gave his opinion, everyone was heard, but when you're calling the shots, a suggestion can often be taken as an edict. And again, the suggestion was, he emphasized, Harris did, that he was open to acquiring future draft capital on the trade market, particularly with Sweat and Young. So there you go. And is no one's really that upset about what they did. And I think the reaction to it has been largely pretty positive. I think that it was a little bit surprising that they didn't get more than a late third round compensatory pick for Chase Young for a lot of people. You know, it's it's a borderline fourth round pick. And I know many of you wanted to continue to see Chase Young develop, that there was still a chance. We were starting to see a glimpse of him healthy. He was, you know, he had some good pass rush pressure rates. Um, He was certainly playing better than the last time we had seen him entering a full-time season in 2021. Uh, But they didn't want him. They haven't wanted him in a while. Um, and what they got back for sweat for a player that you may have been forced to franchise tag to keep, and you never want to start going down that path of a franchise tag, was pretty favorable for Montez Sweat to get a second rounder that is closer to the end of the first round than you know what they got for Chase Young, which is closer to the beginning of the fourth round. So then 
John and Jeremy Fowler got into a lot on Eric Bieniemy, and I want to get to that, and we'll do that when we come back. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.